Thank you so much. First of all, good evening, everybody. Good afternoon, good morning, whichever time zone which you're in. It is Chav Cheshven, so let's have a, a mini Fabrengen L'chaim L'chaim. There's a beautiful Kliokar on the Pasuk of the Yom of Akedma of Tzapayin of Anegba. The Kliyoka says like this, Lechayra, the Seder in the Pasuk, Yoma, Vokedma, Tzafoyna, Vonegba, is Nishviyaz Dafsuzayim. Because if it's going clockwise, it should be Tzafoyna, Kedma, Negba, Yoma. If it's going anti-clockwise, it should be Tzafoyna, Yoma, Negba, Kedma. But to go Yama Kedma Tzafoyna Vanegba says Nishmet Haseda. So the Kliyaka says Agaval the Gevart, and he says like this: Ufaratza says Rashi Vachazakta. Yama, what happens in the West? The sun rises in the east, and it sets in the west. So the West is a time of Shkiasachama. So a person can sometimes get despondent when there's a time of shkia. Sun's going down. Says the Pasa because there'll be Vakedma. The sun's going to rise again. Tzofoyna. There can be a moment of Tzofun. Tzofun is Meloshan Helem. But you should know, don't get despondent because Vachazakta Faratsta because of Negba, there'll also be an element of Negba. Negma says the Kliyokar is Doraim, Doraim is Doraim, Eleptafeich. And therefore, Vachazakta, Sakishmaka Kliyokar. Akoponim, a number of months ago, I was invited to speak in the Belzer Seminary in London. Baruch Hashem Lachreina, a number of Lubavitchers, Rabbi Gordon, and myself been invited to speak in the seminaries in London. So bells is doch, they usually don't take men speakers. They invited me to come and speak. So equipped with this Kliyakar on Ufaratsta, I thought what a gewaldige way to introduce. I come in and I open up with this Kliyakar. And in my head, I'm still in the generation of Eli Litzka, that's what's in my head. That's when I, I remember camps as a kid. As I walk in and I open up and I say, girls, what is the Lubavitcher tune that you all know? And they all shut their hands up. Yeah, yeah. The answer, we want Mashiach now. And at that moment, I had an epiphany. I'm stuck in Ufaratsta. The world moved on. We want Mashiach now. That's what the Bells of Girls taught me. The Sicha Chayesara Numbeis is essentially about moving on. The Rebbe says, Moira we finished the Avoida, Don Teshuva, Sud puts the Knepalach. The only thing which is left is Kabbalah's Pnei Mashiach Tzidkein. Recently, I started giving a set of shiurim 
which I call Shabbos inside out. The idea is to take the inside of Shabbos, the Pneumius of Shabbos, and to give it out. So last week I was talking about the concept of Shvisa on Shabbos. Shvisa Mimalacha. What happens on Shabbos? During the week, there's a Koyach HaPel B'Nifel, His Shabbos, Yesh Me'ayim, Achor Rege V'Rege, Lo'ilam Hashem, Levor Chenitza B'Shamayim. Frek the Alter Eben Likutetera, that if there's a Shvisa on Shabbos from the Asara Mamores, then how can there be a Kiyum of the world? If the Ebeshel, the Alter Eben says in Tanya Shara Yichud Ve'emunah, was to withdraw that divine creative energy which is pumping ex nihilo, something from nothing, into the creation, it would cease to exist. So how come there's a world on Shabbos if there's Shvisim Emelacha? So the Alter Rebbe is Masbir because usually the Asar Mamores, Mesfiras Malchus, come through the world of Machshave, Bria, Dibur, Yitzir, and finally into Asir. However, on Shabbos, there's a shvisa that the highest of the world comes from Olam Abri, from the Olam HaMachshava. And the Alter Rebbe says that Shabbos is Oisius Toshe. So I gave a marshal of a Baal Teshuvah. The Rambam says in Hilchut Teshuvah that a Baal Teshuvah is a person who is not the same person as beforehand. He's a different guy. Is he the same flesh and blood? Yeah. In other words, the world on Shabbos is a world, and it's the same as in the in the Sheshis Yamin. The physical, the external is the same. But the Chayas is coming from a different place. About Shuvit Gor and Andramench, he's not the same person. He changed his name. And the same thing applies post the Sicha of Chayasar and Nunbeis. Until then. We all knew that there was and there is. There is the regular stuff, if, if we want to call it that way. That Baruch Hashem, every year there's a shliach and the Rebish, there was man of certain people who were zeicher that their shlichas of afotzas ayados and afotzas amayonuschutz is their full-time job, etc., etc. But the Rebbe says there's a chidush and there's a shar that now Something has changed. Something has moved on. And now the Shar is Kabbalah's Bnei Mashiach Tzidkeni. And that's a paradigm shift in the Shlichas. It's the same structure as before. And yes, as the beautiful video which you put out in the Shluchim office with the same fundraisers and counselors and mikveh cleaners and janitors. And as I once said, that a Shliach has one hat, but under the hat is many different... Uh, you know, many different hats, but under the, under the hat, there's one yarmulke. Yeah, sure, there's many different hats. Sometimes when we have to be a, 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 a drasha, a balkeira, whatever it takes. But after Chayesar non base, it's a different person. Because the shah and everything is permeated with that one nekuda of Kabbalah's name, Mashiach Tzidkein. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Malikein, Hashem Echad, Bachsidim Zotman, that the Dalad of Echad is large because it looks like a hammer. Midaf Arain Klappen in Kop, one thing. And I think this is the key. For me, if I may excuse myself as being 
the quintessential Englishman. For me, I'm a bit square. So I get it one Nakuda at a time. And the Nakuda is Mashiach is happening. It's not a dream. It's not a far off thing. The Rebbe said it's the last generation of Gola, the first generation of Gola. It's happening. The question is, this second, next second, next hour, we all say, take it from Yad Mamch. But the Nukudis, it's happening. One of the most inspiring Kinus HaShluchim, which I, I attended as a number of years ago, I was invited by Reb Shavsi Halpern to speak in the Kinus HaShluchim Brazil. And it was a beautiful kinus. But the one thing happened in that kinus which caused a big change in me. And I want to share it with you. I was sitting not with the shluch, I was sitting with Shabsi himself in his house, having a relaxing moment. And I say, what's your seder on Shabbos? So he tells me on Shabbos morning, he gets up at 5 a.m. You know, you know, he's busy during the week. What's he going to do? Shabbos, 5 a.m. in the morning. He told me an amazing thing. It made a huge impact on me. He said he spends four hours thinking through each one of his mukurovim, where they're up to in their Yiddishkeit, and how we can move them incrementally one step further. Massive. That gedank was massive. And that's post Chaye Sora Nun base reality. Mashiach is coming. And the fact is, we have an Atzmoy a Mekoymoy, and an Eroy around us. The Rebbe said, Gehofen, with pandemic, the Rebbe said, Kala Olam Kuloi, who thought, you know, unless you happen to be uh, Jonathan Sachs, which today is his first Yorotite, could impact the entire world. Today you can sit on Zoom and speak in this country, that country, and you have across continents. We can have a pre kinus like gathering like this, a Fabrengen. <clears throat> the fact is, what we need to do is to think, me, my wife, my kindalach, eineklach, the people around me, that everyone said about shluchim, you have to work on your place, you work on your place, and then from there you'll have an impact outwards. Are they ready? How am I inculcating how am I impacting Mashiach consciousness in each one of my Mukurovin? And it needs, as the Sikha suggests, a bardas, a metzias bifneatzmoy. Nobody's leading us by the hand, but dirabatachtoinim is in the tachtoin, begidre hatachtoin. That's exactly what shlichus is. Each one of us using our own acumen, our own creativity, our own talents in putting that Mashiach consciousness 
That's the name Mashiach Tzidkenu that we need to be makabal in ourselves, in our families, in our communities, and in the entire world. So before we get onto the summary, the English summary of the Sikha, let's just get practical a minute. <clears throat> what inspired me to record these summaries, which you're going to hear now, this happens to be a longer summary because I'm recording it, I was recording it for Shlucham. I usually try to minimize it to about 20 minutes. It's actually hard to take a long sicha and condense it in a summary. Takes quite a few hours of preparation. But what inspired me was this sicha itself. That what the Rebbe said in Nunalef and Nunbeis needs to be given out in an Oifenham Niskabel and in a way which is palatable so that each one of us can give it over in a way of tefecham and aslahat in our drushes, in our phone calls, in our conversations. If we are saturated with that Mashiach consciousness, it will automatically seep out to others. And in order to do that, we need to be makabal that Pnei Mashiach, the Pnimius of Mashiach as he is in his Torah. And that's why I started these summaries, which are given out on COL on Thursday night, usually. And the Nukuda is, I'm just trying to encourage everybody to learn weekly these Sikhas, in addition to everything else we learn, because it's these Sikhas which literally put us face to face with that new reality, which we have to take into ourselves. Sometimes the Chayshech Yichasa Oretz, the Aretzios and the Gashmius, but on the other hand, with the lichtikite of the sicha, we can illuminate ourselves and those around us. Another thing, the Rebbe said, in the sicha we should learn, one of the things which I started to do because of this was also to start recording the English translation of Baruch Hashem reached the stage now that the entire Torah has at least one mimer throughout the entire year, and we're working on further ones, which are translated word for word from Lashon HaKadosh into English with an explanation. You can find them all on Chabad.org, and it's forward slash 4616365. That's the address. I'll put it out on the, uh, on the chat later. But with that, when you're driving, when, you know, as a shleach, you, you, you spend a lot of time sometimes commuting on the road, walking, it's gishmak to hear the chesidah parsha, because you can hear that coming out in the sikhas of nonalaf and nonbeis as well. The nods, tchilosan b'sofan, and sofan b'tchilosan, they're heretzmen. And it was the heira of this sikha. Another thing, something which I took Achlota on and I, I do it, I'm just encouraging others to do it as well. Project Likud Sichas, Gewaldik, and so on and so forth. Take one Sicha and learn it with a local Rav. Local today can be anywhere in the world. I support our Balabas. Poshut learning a Sicha Likud with the person, especially if it's connected with the Mashiach and Geula. Just to learn. Once a week with our Rav, 
Amakurif, and so on and so forth, and for oneself, the genre, the repertoire which you build up between the Sichas of Nunalaf and Nunbeis, between the Torah and Lakuta Torah, which you're going over, and between that is Gewaldic. I remember speaking with uh, Rabbi Sudak Oliver Shalom about the Shiurim, what a Shliach should learn. He said, Chitas, Rambam, Masech of Gemara for Yutas Kisle. But today, the Shah, the Shah through which everything has to go through, has to be these Sichas, Chayisar Numbeis, and Torah Eilukutu Torah. As the Rebbe gave out in the Herod the Chsidish Parsha, Lekutasichas, putting the face, the Pnei Mashiach, the Pneumius of Mashiach out there. So I think the bottom line of all this is we all have different demographics, different communities. None of us should ever be over the cardinal sin of Shlichas, of comparison of one place to the next, of comparing this place to that place. It's a terrible sin in Shlichas. One has to take the place that one has. Of course, it's the, if there's kinesarfim, which is tarbachachim, it's a gaval de gazach. But you have to know your demographic. Are you living in a frumashtat? Are you living with friar people? Are you living with, with, uh, with is your ASIC and C-teams? Are you with, uh, are you doing all of them together? You have to think how to communicate these truths. Let them sink in. Recently, we, we printed this, something called Think Chabad, which was Piskamim, short Piskamim, which we gave out as a, a like a, a, a thought, a thought for the day. We produced the one book, which is Lahavdil for mainly for Goyim. We're also working on a, on a work, the basics of Hasidus, a major, a comprehensive anthology of Chabad thought, which really brings all the Sichas of Nun Aleph and Nun Beis to the fore. Each person has to use their own creative, talents. It's this shlichus element, which the Rebbe really, really wants us to use and to think like Shapsi taught me. Of each and every one in our community, going through them, the atoms look to le'echad How can I move this person on in the Yiddishkeit? How can I inculcate in my community the, <clears throat> the Mashiach mindset? This really is what it's all about. Hashem should bench us all that we should fulfill our shlichas, starting with Ebed Avraham Anechi, with the Bittal, but using in full each one of our creative talents, Begidri HaTachten. And without now any further ado, I'm going to share screen and uh, play a summary of this sicha. This is what would usually go out on COL on a Thursday uh, night. It's just this one is a little bit longer because I was asked to put it out for the shluchim. Um, but you'll see it actually, it takes a lot of yegiyah to be able to condense such a thing and then to take from this and to apply it in your drasha, in your shiurim, etc., etc. The idea is that we should we should be that Pnei Mashiach Tzidkenu, give it over to others. And I think there's a, there's a beautiful Lashon in the Sicha over here, which says that if we are Mechabal Pnei Mashiach Tzidkenu, we'll allow Mashiach Tzidkenu, the Pnei Mashiach Tzidkenu himself, to be Neskale, should be taken by Miyad Mamsh.
and the opening of the Kinus Hashluchim Ho'elami needs to lay a foundation and make clear the purpose of the Shluchim in our generation in general, and especially delineate the novelty of the Shlichus in this moment. And that is that our Shlichus is Lekabel Pnei Mashiach Tzidkenu to receive the face of Mashiach with the Gula Hamitis Vahashlema with the true and complete redemption. We've spoken many times that in addition to the general shlichas of every single yid, that every yid is a shliach, an emissary of Hashem, ani nivresi l'shamesh eskoini, I am created in order to serve my master, and especially when we're talking about the shluchim of the Rebbe, which is a nukuda mushutafes, a general and joint point which is relevant at all times. From time to time, however, there is a chidush, a novelty in the shlichus itself. And that chidush, that novelty, becomes the gateway through which all other matters of the shlichus rise. And as far as we're concerned, the main and principal novelty, which is not only a detail in the shlichus or even a general point in the shlichus, but it is the most important principle of the whole of Yiddishkeit, the shlichus is the preparation to receive the face of Mashiach, and that encompasses all the details and everything about shlichus. We've spoken many times, and especially in the last months, that according to that which Chazal say, Kolu Kolakitsin, all the end times for the coming of Mashiach have passed, and as the Rebbe Nesi Dereinu has said, that we have already done Teshuvah, and we have already polished the bottoms, therefore our Avodah, our service now, is to be prepared, literally, to receive Mashiach Bapayal Mamsh. So, from that we may understand that this has to be the whole point of the Kinnus, to speak with each other and to make good decisions how we can actually bring that Shlichus about to be Mekabal Pnei Mashiach Tzidkenu. The connection between the Avodas Hashlichas and Mashiach will be understood through understanding the connection between Mashiach and the whole idea of Shlichas. There is a pasuk when Hashem told Moshe to take the Bnei Yisrael out of Mitzrayim and Moshe was remonstrating with Hashem. Moshe said to Hashem, Shlach no biyad tishlach. In other words, send with whom you will send. Chazal say 
that Moshe said to Hashem, Rebbeinu Shalolim, send the person who ultimately will redeem the Yidden, and that is Mashiach. In other words, he should be the one that should also take them out of Mitzrayim. So, since Moshe used the word Tishlach, which is the idea of Shlichas, Therefore, we can understand that Mashiach has the parameters of a shliach. He is a shliach, an emissary to redeem. What was the reason why Moshe requested this from Hashem? So Rashi says, Send another person whom eventually will redeem them, because I, says Moshe, won't lead them into the land. And you have many shluchim. However, this itself requires explanation. Moshe surely knew that Hashem would send Mashiach to redeem Yidin at the end of time. And nevertheless, he requests that Mashiach be sent now to redeem the Yidin. Why did Moshe request that? And if Moshe did request that, and Moshe's coming from a position of Chachma Dikdusha, holy wisdom, why wasn't his request accepted? The answer is that in fact, since this was a request of Moshe, his request was accepted. As it says that Moshe, he is the Goyal Rishon, and he is the Goyal Acheron. He is the first redeemer, and he is the last redeemer. In other words, the intention of Moshe was to connect the first redeemer with the last redeemer. So although they would be actually two different people, and in fact, stemming from different tribes, Moshe was from the tribe of Levi, and Mashiach from the tribe of Yehuda, nevertheless, their joint shlichas would be fused. We'll be able to understand this by inspecting the very first shlichas which is mentioned in the Torah, in our parsha of Chayisara, which was the shlichas of Eliezer to achieve the shidduch between Yitzchak and Rivka we can investigate what type of shlichas did Eliezer have. Some say that he was a shliach likidushin. He was sent as a shliach in order to betroth Rivka, that she should be betrothed to Yitzchak. And shluchay shaladam kamoisai, the shliach of the person, is like the person who is sending him. In that itself, there are numerous levels in the shlichas, as Rabbi Yosef Engel delineates three general levels in the shlichas. One, in that the deed of the shliach is like that of the one who is sending him. The second, that the whole power of the shliach is like one who is sending him. And the third, that he is literally like the one who is sending him. So that's the first way of understanding it, that Eliezer was a shliach to betroth Rivka. 
Or we can say that Eliezer was merely a shadchan. He was really, he was merely making the shidduch between Yitzchak and Rivka. He wasn't a shliach for Kedushin. Or even if he was sent to do Kedushin, he was sent as a shadchan. <clears throat> there is room to say that Eliezer, in fact, was not a shliach, but it was something separate. Like a shadchan, as we understood from the shidduch itself between Yitzchak and Rivka, Eliezer actually wanted that his own daughter should marry Yitzchak. And it was only when Avram told him that my son is blessed and, and you are cursed, that he understood that he, he was something separate and he needed to go and achieve a shlichus, a shidduch for his master. Furthermore, he, Eliezer, had to find himself the way to achieve this. He davened, he made certain signs. Avram just told him, don't take a daughter from the daughters of Canaan, but he didn't tell him exactly how to achieve <coughs> finding and making this shidduch. So therefore, there is room to say that in fact, he was not a shliach, he was just a shadchan, and therefore he had to use his own mind of how to achieve that. However, from a different point of view, Eliezer was the elder of Avram's house. He was the servant of Avram. He kept all the words of his master. His master made him take an oath by saying, Simna Yodcha, placing his hand underneath his thigh to swear that he would actually achieve the shlichus. So from this perspective, he was actually a shliach to betroth Rivka. Furthermore, from the fact that it says, that Eliezer took 10 camels, and everything which belonged to Avram, he took in his hand. In other words, he had in his possession everything of his master, and he was in control of it all. And as Rashi says, he was given a shtar matona, a deed of gift, which was written from Avram to Yitzchak, giving him everything that Avram had, giving it to Yitzchak. And this was given to Eliezer in order that a prospective shidduch should jump on this, because Yitzchak was now fantastically wealthy, having received everything from Avram. So Eliezer had in his hand this entire thing. He could have torn it up, but he didn't because he was so given over to Avram. And therefore, it's more likely to say that he actually was a shliach and his entire being was that of representing Avram who sent him. <clears throat> we can explain this further by asking a general question, a klotzkasha. <clears throat> it says that Avram gave Yitzchak, everything he had. Now, there is a rule in the laws of Tzedakah that says that a person should not give all his possessions to Tzedakah. He should leave something over for himself. In fact, somebody who does that, 
has transgressed that which the Torah says that one should give mikol asherle from one one's possessions, but not all one's possessions. That being the case, how come Avram gave everything he had to Yitzchak? If the reason is just so that Yitzchak should be wealthy, so that prospective shiduchim should jump on the <clears throat> suggestion, it would have been enough to give a large sum or the majority of the sum to Yitzchak. Why did he give, however, everything? And especially because Avram was only 140 at that time, he was going to live another 35 years, he needed uh, money to be able to uh, provide sustenance for his family. So why give everything at that point to Yitzchak? The answer is that the marriage between Yitzchak and Rivka, the first Jewish marriage in the Torah, is not something individual, is not something private. These aren't just two private individuals getting married. This was the first Jewish marriage after the bris mila, and this was going to be the couple that was going to give birth to the entire Jewish nation. It's for that reason that Avram gave everything he had to Yitzchak, because this was going to be the future of the Jewish people. And since Avram Avinu was the first Jew, he therefore gave everything to his son. It wouldn't have been enough, he would have just given most of it, because since this was the whole very being of Avram, to be the to be the, <clears throat> the progenitor of the Jewish nation, that's why he gave absolutely everything to Yitzchak. And furthermore, this wedding itself was empowered by Avram, first through the bris milah, and second in this shidduch through Eliezer. So he put everything he had into it. And therefore, it's more likely to say that in fact Eliezer wasn't a mere Shadchan, but he was a shliach, and his entire being was that of Avram Avinu who sent him. Let's explain this according to the Pnimius Inyonim, the inner depth of the Torah. In the Sefer Likute Torah, at the end, in Parshas Bracha, the Alter Rebbe explains that the marriage between Yitzchak and Rivka is in fact a very general and important foundational marriage. And it affects the entire chain order of creation. As it reflects in a person's service of Hashem, it reflects something called Yichud Ma Umban, the union of Ma and Ban. Ma and Ban, Ma represents Yitzchak, the soul, and Ban represents Rivka, the body. So the union of the soul and the body of each Jew happens through the marriage between Yitzchak and Rivka. They will be joined together with Hashem, in other words, the soul and the body joined together and fused together and together they will be married to Hashem 
the betrothal of the Jewish people to Hashem started at the giving of the Torah and will be complete when Mashiach will come. And the whole avoider of a Jew in Torah and mitzvahs nowadays is in order to affect this union of ma and ban, of body and soul. It started by Matan Torah because the novelty of Matan Torah was that the Gezeira, the decree that says that the upper world shouldn't go down to the lower and the lower shouldn't ascend to the higher, was abolished. And power was given to fuse Gashmias and Ruchnias, material and spiritual, until one can make a Chavtza Shal a physical item, a holy item. And the ultimate will be, and the completion of that will be when Mashiach will come. That's why the Torah goes at great length to tell us of the Shidduch. And it tells us again and again, because the whole Shlichus of Eliezer was to effect this Yichud, this union of Yitzchak and Rivka of body and soul. Rivka was a Shoshana ben Achoichim. She was a rose amongst the thorns. She lived in the diaspora, in Padan Aram. That represents ban, the body. The Shlichus of Eliezer was to extract her from there and to raise her to the level of Eretz Yisrael, where Yitzchak was, the level of Ma, and to become one with Yitzchak and give birth to the Jewish people in all generations. And therefore, this shlichus of Eliezer was giving power to the Yichud, the union, union of Ma and Ban of Yitzchak and Rivka, and that in Avodah Hashem started at Matan Torah and will finish with the Geula. This shlichus, this general shlichus is hinted to when Eliezer said, Eved Avroham Anoichi, I am a servant of Avram. Because it was from Avram that started the preparation for Matan Torah. So the fact that Eliezer said he was the Eved of Avram is the preparation to that which it says by Matan Torah, Tavdun Esolokim Alahorazer, you will serve me on this mountain. So the Avdus, the fact that Eliezer was a servant and Avram is the beginning process of the preparation for Matan Torah prepares for our being servants of Hashem. However, the above still requires deeper explanation. If the whole marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka, Yichud, Ma and Ban, is such an important principle, then how come the Torah goes at great length to describe the Shidduch between the two, but doesn't go at great length to tell us about the marriage itself? It tells us more about the preparation for the Shidduch rather than the actual marriage itself. From this, we may therefore understand that the Shlichus itself, the sending of Eliezer itself, is 
Neugea, it's important to the whole principle over here. Why? Why was it important, the idea of shlichas? And this will explain why Eliezer was a shliach and not just a shadchan. Because in order to achieve the union of Ma and Ban, of Yitzchak and Rivka, of body and soul, there has to be that element by the person who is achieving it. From one side, that person has to be a Metsius Bifneatzmoy, a separate being, a ban, a Bardas, person who should use their own mind. And from the other side, that person needs to be completely nullified to the one who is sending him. And that is achieved specifically by a shliach. Because a shliach has these two opposite ideas. On the one hand, he's a bardas. He needs to use his own mind, acumen, in order to achieve the shlichas. From the other side, there's complete bitter nullification to the one who is sending him. He cannot change anything or any instruction of the meshalech, of the one who is sending him. And his whole success depends on the empowerment of the Meshalech, of the one who is sending him. And that itself is the idea of Yichud, Ma, and Ban. The soul, Ma, is connected with Hashem. This soul is pure. It's a mimal, a veritable part of Hashem. And when that pure soul comes down, into a physical body, ban, it's in order to achieve this union of soul and body, so that the body, although it feels itself as something independent, nevertheless, it's illuminated by the light of the soul, and it becomes nullified to that light, to the extent that they fuse together through the Avodah of Torah and Mitzvahs, to the extent that everything that a person does, one can hear within it that union of body and soul together with Hashem, Shluchai Shaladam Kamoisai. That's the reason why Eliezer was Davka a Shliach, because a Shliach represents this union of Ma and Ban, and he specifically represents the Meshalech, the one who sends him. And now we understand why Avram Avinu gave Yitzchak everything he has. Because in order to achieve this yichud, this union between Yitzchak and Rivka, the body and the soul, mat and ban, <clears throat> and to bring it to completion with the Gu'ula, that includes the whole chain order of creation. And that's why he gave him everything he has, because that was the empowerment to achieve it. With this, we can explain something which is actually very interesting. This explanation, in, in, <clears throat> which is given in Lekutit Torah, is not given by the Alter Rebbe in Parshas Chaye Sora, which would have been in the Sefer Torah. Or. Rather, it's given in the Sefer Lekutit Torah and at the end of Lekutit Torah in the Parsha of Zoysa Bracha. So, 
from the very location of this explanation that it's at the end of Lukut Torah, we can understand that here is hinted to that the complete union of Ma and Ban will come after all the Aveda has been achieved, and after there comes the Drushim of Shir Hashirim, which is the complete marriage of the Yidden and Hashem, which will take place in time to come. If we have a look at the beginning of the Sefer Lukut Torah, where <clears throat> we have the Parsha of Vayikra, there at the very beginning of Lukut Torah, the Alter Rebbe talks about a Yid being a Shliach from above. He's the Shluche Shaladam Ha'elyon, the emissary of Hashem. That's the beginning of the Avodah. And at the end of Lukut Torah, he talks about the completion of that Aveda. So now we get the connection between Mashiach and Shaliach. Mashiach is the Shaliach who will bring about a complete union of Ma and Ban, of body and soul, of spirit and the material creating a dwelling place for Hashem in the lowest of all worlds. And in Mashiach himself, he must be also a shaliach. On the one hand, he's a flesh and blood. He is an independent human being, a king from the house of David. And he will wage wars, the wars of Hashem. So, from this we may understand that there's going to be opposition to him and he has to wage a war to fight that battle of Hashem and at the same time he is he literally is completely nullified and represents Hashem in achieving this so in order for Mashiach to achieve the Yichud of Ma and Ban by Yidden, he himself has to have these two ideas of a shliach fused within himself. So we now understand why Moshe Rabbeinu prayed shlach no biyad tishlach. He asked the Mashiach be the one that takes them out. And in fact, his request was achieved. Moshe himself is the level of Chochmah, Torah. Moshe Kibbal Torah Messina. Moshe was the one that received the Torah. Mashiach himself, his principal idea is Malchus, is kingship. So it's rather like the difference between a Mashpia, a Mashpia is the one who gives wisdom, and a Makabal, a receiver, the idea of Malchus, the idea of the sun and the moon. Moshe, he is the source of all hashba, of all influence. From him came the koyach for the geula. But Mashiach, who is the goyal achron, he finished off the avodah. And he has the, also the advantage of the receiver because he receives all the influences from above. And, in fact, being the receiver, he actually goes to a higher level than the mashpia, rather like the advantage of the body over the soul. That specifically in the body, do you have the koyach atzmus, 
So much so that le'osid lavi in time to come, the soul will derive nourishment from the body. And that's why Mashiach will bring the Geula. So the request of Moshe actually achieved the fusion of both of these together. That in Mashiach himself, you have the two identities. On the one hand, he's a Melech, and he's also a Rav. He's the Melech, who, <clears throat> and he's the Rav. He's the teacher who teaches everybody Torah. And that's why Mashiach is Shliach plus Yud. In Gematria, in, in the numerical value, Shliach plus another 10 equals the Gematria of Mashiach. Because the Shliach has to use his Eser Koychas Nefesh, his 10 soul powers, and the ultimate revelation of Mashiach will be when he will act as a Shliach. Now we know that within each and every Yid, there is a level of Moshe, and there is an element of Mashiach. And therefore, in every single Yid, we have a fusion of both Moshe and Mashiach. In general, <clears throat> the whole avoda of a Yid is to be a Shliach. L'shamesh to serve Hashem, to shine godliness in the world. So that can be in one of two ways. Either he can be a Mashpia, a Shemesh, a son, or he can be a Makabal, a receiver, like a Levana, which is the idea of the reflective light. And we find that avoided by a Shaliach. On the one hand, there's a Bittle to the Meshaleach, that's the Levana, the moon, which just receives. On the other hand, there is the Metzias Bifne Atzmoi, the independent being of the Shaliach, that's the sun. And since Mashiach and Moshe are united in being the Goyal Rishon and the Goyal Achrin, the first and last Redeemer, and every single Yid has the elements within of both Moshe and Mashiach, therefore, within every single Yid, these two come together as the Shliach. And <clears throat> that in fact, it's hinted to in the word Shemesh, which means the sun. On the one hand, the Shemesh is Mashpia, it gives light to the earth. On the other hand, it's the idea of the Bittel, Le Shemesh Eskoini. Now, since the Koyach of Shlichas comes from the very first Shlichas in the Torah, we can therefore understand that. Just like in this first Shlichas, Avram Avinu gave everything he had, so too in the Shlichas of every individual, they receive from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is the Meshalech, the one sending the Shliach, everything that they need for the Shlichas. They have the Koyach of Atzmus in order to achieve the Shlichas. And everything they do is permeated with this one idea to reveal Mashiach Tzidkenu, the ultimate Yichud of Ma and Ban. This is all emphasized in our generation, when there is a novelty in the Shlichas. The novelty of our generation is that the Rebbe 
appointed each one in this generation to be a shliach, to spread Yiddishkeit, and to spread the Mayones Hasidus, the teachings of Hasidus, in order to achieve the Geula. We actually see it's much easier nowadays to ask a person to have an effect on others. Even a person who really is not affiliated in any way. It's easier today to say to them that in an addition no, in addition to their own private avoider, they should take responsibility also to have an effect on others, their family, their friends, wider community, etc. And especially those amongst Klal Yisrael who have merited to be shluchim of the Rebbe, who their avoider is 24-7 to bring the gula. And certainly when we're at a kinus of shluchim, which Akinos brings a benefit to them and to the world, a true benefit to the world, meaning to the helem, to the concealment of the world, revealing light within it. That's Akinos Eilami, Akinos which illuminates the helem, the concealment of the world. However, within that, which is applicable every year, there is a chidush. This year, in the connection of the avoider of the shlichas, together with the shlichas of Mashiach, shlach Tishlach. The Rebbe has told us that we've finished the entire avoider. Imdu hachin kulchem. Just stand prepared to receive Mashiach. We see in the world many simonim, many signs of the gu'ula. The simon given in the Yalkut Shimoni, the Higiyaz Mangulaschem, your time for redemption has arrived. The nations who were warring with each other, especially the Arab nations. And there has already been achieved the Nifloi Sarenu, seeing the great wonders. And in additionally, in this year, Nifloi's Ba Ubba Soicha within it. And we see that Niflois are the Muhusa, the very being, the Toich and the contents and the Nasham and the soul of this year. And we see Bepoil that Yilchem Milchamas Hashem, Mashiach is waging the war of Hashem and he's being successful. He's winning them. And in a way, in, in many uh, instances, of a peaceful war. And in an, an eternal way, Nitzachan from the idea of Nitzchios. The Nun being the Shar Hanun, the gateway of 50, the Tzadik, the Shnasa Tzadik, the 90th year, and the Ches, the revelation of Mashiach, which is connected to the number 8. And since the Shluchim are long after the beginning of their Shlichas, and long after the middle of their Shlichas, and they've in fact finished their Shlichas, and nevertheless the Gula has not yet come, we must say that there's something still left in order to achieve the coming of Mashiach, and that is, it's well known that in every single generation, one person is born from the seed of Yehuda, that that person is befitting of becoming the Mashiach for Yidin. And according to that which the Rebbe Nesidarenu has told us, that the only one Shliach in our generation and he is the only one Mashiach in our generation, that we've finished everything, it's understood 
that we're already starting the fulfillment of Shlach Nobiyad Tishlach, the Shlichas of the Rebbe. And therefore, it's understood that the only thing that is left is to be Mekabo Pnei Mashiach Tzikeinu B'Poel Mamash, in order that he should fulfill his Shlichas, literally, and take Yidden out of Golis. And this is emphasized on Shabbos Parshas Chayesar, when we have a kinos of the shluchim, when we read about the shlichas of Eliezer, which gives empowerment for all matters of shlichas, especially the shlichas of Mashiach Tzidkeinu. And it's also the Shabbos Mavorchim Kislev, the month of Geula, the month of Matan Torah, of Pnimis Torah. In addition, rain is connected with the shlichas of Mashiach. Milamata Lamaila from below above, which is the idea of the moon, because Aid Yalamina Oret steam rises from the earth. The earth is ban, the goof, the body. In other words, there's that which is arising from below, from the Gashmias and the Khumrias, becomes steam, which is a refined element, and it goes up higher and higher, higher than the Ruach of Mashiach, which is hovering over the waters. And from there, we have the Tachiyah, the resurrection of the soul of the Rebbe, Bepoyal Mamish, coming as an Ashama in a body, not just the spirit of Mashiach, but Mashiach as soul inside a body. So from this, we have the lesson from the Kinnus HaShluchim. And that is, the very first thing is that we need to announce to all the Shluchim that the Avodah of each one in this generation is to receive Mashiach. As it says what the title of the Kinnus is, Kol Mashiach, all the days of your life are in order to bring Mashiach. That every person does everything that he possibly can, not just to bring Cheskas Mashiach, a potential Mashiach, but literally to bring Mashiach. Simply this means that we should take good decisions. How? Every single Shlich can prepare himself, his place, his city, to receive Mashiach through explaining to them Mashiach matters as they are explained in the written law, in the oral law, in an acceptable manner to each person according to their understanding, which includes especially learning about Mashiach and Geula, especially in a way of Chachma, Bina, and Das. And since this is the Avoda, which is connected to our time now, there are no exceptions to this Aveda. Everybody is obligated to do this. The Yehirotzein, that through keeping this Shlichas with our ten soul powers, and especially when the Shluchim gather together and they invest themselves in this, then for sure, immediately we will have the revelation of Mashiach together with his ten soul powers, Shlach no, the Shliach of our generation, the Rebbe. And as he was in the previous generation, one with his father being the only son of his father, and 
the, uh, the other previous generations, all the seven generations, the seven branches of the menorah. And the main thing is that since we've already completed the avoid of the shlichas, each shliach will come to the true meshaleach, who is Hashem, and will say to Hashem, I have done my shlichas. And now, kavayachal, it's time to do your shlichas. Because Hashem is also a shliach, as it says, Magid And together with the ten spheres, Atzmosamahus is Mashiach Tzidkenu, will come and send us Mashiach Tzidkenu literally. And even if there's a doubt that Hashem wants us to linger a little bit further in Golos in order to receive a Nachas Ruach, a pleasure from our Ravoda, Ayid cries out, No! Everything that the Balabayas tells you to do, you should do apart from going out. In other words, we cannot, we do not want to stay away one minute longer from the table of our Father in heaven. And we ask, please send the Geula in this year of Yad Shlachno Yad Tishlach. Yad Tishlach is Tavshinun base, in order to bring the Geula. And together with the Shlemus of Aveda of Mashiach, as explained at the end of Parshas Bracha, we have the complete marriage, as explained in Shira Shirim, especially if we will take on good decisions to learn all parts of Torah, Oyer, and Likuta Torah until the very end, Shira Shirim included, which their limud quickens the drawing down and achievement of all the above. Until the Keva to save Gover, Hashem comes and thanks every single Yid for their Aveda, even if it's not complete, complete Aveda, but He brings them all to Eretz HaKodesh, to Yerushalayim Har HaKodesh, to the Har HaKodesh, to the Bayes HaShlishi, Tekev Umiyad Mamash. So there you have it. Hashem should help us that we shouldn't uh, live in nostalgia, but as the title is to the ooh. second in our series. Sorry, let me just stop that. Out. We're going to have a look in this. So Hashem should help us. We shouldn't, as I said, live in, in nostalgia, but Ben Shloshim Lekoyach, that. This sicha is fresh, it's relevant, it's talking to us now. And the Rebbe is saying that we literally need to take haflotis in the coming kinos of how each one of us are going to prepare ourselves, our communities. And like I said before, in the name of Rabbi Shabsi, and the Rebbe uses the, um, the investments, Loshan in the sicha, zusammen legen sich, that if we think about it and how we can do it and bringing the consciousness of Mashiach to each one of us, then it'll be taking away the helm of the world. Thank you so much.